We've been getting so drunk and so high in the Holy Spirit every day of our lives, born again in the cup of salvation, the cup of the new covenant. What are you doing? I've poured out my life as a drink offering on the sacrifice of God. <laughs> and it's fun. It's called Real Christianity, the cup of salvation. Jesus Christ said, Hey guys! Hey, you guys! <laughs> It was just like that, only in Hebrew, you know. So, not English. And this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Drink it whenever you remember me. And they started remembering him a lot because in Acts chapter 2, they got so drunk when they were remembering him that they were like accused of being drunk on alcohol in the Bible. These men are drunk! And Peter's like, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. This is the wine of the everlasting covenant that Joel, the prophet in the Old Testament, talked about. And the only sin that Joel, and I certainly don't mean Olstein, Joel, the only sin that guy talked about was being drunk on alcohol. He said, don't do it. Don't mix the blood with alcohol. Don't mix the blood with anything in this world. I mean, don't even mix it with the love of money, the root of all evil things. Don't mix it with lust. <laughs> don't mix it with the pride of what you think you know about this world and God and theology and doctrines and demons. Don't mix it with anything. Just drink it like a little child and enter the kingdom. Just drink it. Little kid, you hand the kid, you know, an apple juice cooler. He's not like, oh, is it poison? Are you trying to kill me, Mom? No, he just drinks it because he trusts his parents. Do you trust your Heavenly Father when he hands you a cup of the new covenant and a table of the Lord in real New Testament biblical Christianity and he says drink it drink it the king of heaven only serves drinks you can never know God in your brain God is a spirit Jesus told us and you must be in the spirit to know him when you're in your brain you're in the flesh the carnal mind the Apostle Paul calls it how many Christians are in their brains? Like, all of them. There's only a small handful of real sons of God on the whole planet that have actually overcome their brains. Which means, Second Peter, the morning star has risen in their hearts and the seed of salvation has dawned in a new day above their brains, above this universe, this creation, this flesh. It's true, even within a human being, you can fill this whole universe with darkness. It's called sorcery. Working with the fallen angels, sorcerers of every generation have done it for 6,000 years. Do you know that? There's sorcerers in every nation. They're usually the rich and the powerful and the most educated. They run your human systems because man is the mark of the beast. Man's religion, 
man's efforts, man's ways, man's righteousness. The Apostle John said, it's the number of man. You study that out. It doesn't say, oh, some guillotines and microchip nonsense. Not this paranoia stuff of Christianity. It says it's the number of man. It's human. Everything human is 666. Everything Christian that's human is 666. It's true. Just a two-thirds being. Just flesh and soul. Two-thirds. But they trample their holy place, their spirit underfoot, counting it as nothing because they can't see it and they can't you know, buy it or sell it. It can't be bought or sold. You can only buy and sell stuff within the soul realm and the natural realm. That's why there's 666 beasts. <laughs> Once you get into the holy place of the Spirit, you can't be bought or sold. You've overcome the golden calf. You're on the mountain of the Lord. Now you're not a two-thirds 666 being, right? If you just have two-thirds of you alive, what's two divided by three? Six point six 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 because your holy place is not important to you so you're living as a human being or a beast the mark of a beast the mark of an animal when you were created to live spiritually with a regenerated spirit the holy place is your spirit the inner court is your soul your outer court is your body now you are the temples of the holy spirit now You are the sons of God. <laughs> When you understand these things and drink the blood of Jesus into your heart and let your cup overflow, Psalms 23, your cup overflows by drinking the river of life. The river of life is so simple. That's how Jesus could say, Father, I thank you for hiding these things from the educated Christians that are so smart in their biblical knowledge that has murdered their souls because they're the most demon-possessed people in the entire world. <laughs> But you've revealed it to little children that just take the apple juice from the Father's hand, you know, and the box cooler and you're, you know, and it's just pure. You know, every good and perfect gift comes down from your Father of lights and you just trust the Father that He knows how to take care of you. Spirit, soul, mind, and flesh since He created you and since He formed you in your mother's womb and even before that time, Scripture says in Jeremiah, He knew you. He yadded you in Hebrew. He loved you. He was intimate with your spirit in eternity past. You were just a twinkle in your heavenly Father's eye. And then there was a flash of light at conception between your parents, your sinful parents, and you, that spirit that came out of the Father in eternity was wrapped in flesh, wrapped in the DNA of your mom and dad. You're born of flesh, a spirit inside, a soul inside a body, born in original sin. If you have no original sin, you're born not of flesh, you're born of spirit. So that's why it's obvious that all nations have been born of sin, original sin, born of flesh, and they all must be born again. Amen. Because that spirit God's put inside you must be primary over your brains and over your bodies. If it's not, you will certainly die. 
you've already been dying. That's what the essence of spiritual death is. Living as a brain, living as a flesh, living as a beast or an animal, instead of living as a spirit being that came out of eternity, that twinkle in the Father's eye. So you're coming into divine order, understanding all things by the priesthood of Melchizedek. God is teaching us perfectly. As it's written, they shall all be taught of God. And the prophets, there's thousands of prophets in the world. I mean, there's so many people speaking accurately the word of God now more than ever before. In the past, it hasn't been so accurate because there's been so much confusion, so much religion, so much potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. You know, but it's clearing up rapidly. The river of life is cleansing this whole universe. And God the Father was showing me today the river of life is the fullness of the Word of God, the blood of the Lamb, and the crystal clear living waters in one substance. It could not be easier, this new covenant Christian reality. The river of life is the Word of God. So it's like if you puree all of the mystic mysteries and sacred secrets of God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, all the mysteries of the Gospel, all the mysteries of heaven and the third heaven and the throne room of the living God and the living creatures and the 24 elders and the seraphim and the cherubim and everything our Heavenly Father is and you pureate it, it would be the river of life. And all God asks you to do in the New Testament, in the book of Revelation is drink it freely and drink it without cost. And then let it just fill your whole heart let it fill your whole soul, and it will push out all death of religion, and it will push out all hell of rebellion. Every demon and devil will be defeated under your feet as you drink this one river of life that flows from the bottom of your Heavenly Father's throne through all the stars and through all the sands for eternity. That's the cup of the New Covenant. It's the size of the universe. Not a small cup, not a weak cup, a very neglected cup because people want stuff for their brains because they feed their sinful nature, which is their carnal nature, your carnal minds, your human brains. And they do it out of ignorance because everyone has been trained so carnally in Babylon the Great. I mean, most pastors don't even know what the soul is. Like you have a pastor teaching the Bible and he doesn't even know what his own soul is. That's how infant the body of Christ is now worldwide. We're in diapers worldwide, even me. I mean, like I'm like a toddler in the priesthood of Melchizedek, I tell you the truth, like a toddler. We're coming into eternal things of the throne of God in this season. And the whole world's going to be in shock and awe because everyone's going to get drowned in the river of life, the Word of God, the blood of the Lamb, through every cell of their brains, through every cell of their hearts, through every cell of human flesh and animal flesh and biological elements in the earth. All atomic elements shall melt with fervent heat, it is written in the book of Peter. That's not a bad thing. That's being born again. That's creation born again. What do you think happened to your spirit? Your spirit was regenerated. What happens with creation? Creation is regenerated by the same exact regeneration that happened to your spirit when you're born again. Your cup overflows and all creation is born again. Daily. 
I mean, it's not just this one-time thing, and then you go off into the sand and build sandcastles in slavery to do's and don'ts and the curse of the law, constantly being bit by snakes and scorpions at your feet because you can never be good enough. That ain't it. Once you're into the river of life, you stay in the river of life. You should have learned that from John the Baptist, the most righteous man of the Old Testament, which was the curse of the law. <laughs> he was the most righteous man in the Old Testament because he finally figured the whole thing out. I am 100% dependent on this river. Those buildings made by human hands don't do anything. They don't do anything. It's just religion. It's rituals. Isaiah, 450 years earlier from John the Baptist said, Your new moons and your Sabbath feasts are wearisome to me. God was sick and tired of that old covenant synagogue structure 1,600 years into the old covenant. And here we are 2,400 years later, and the Christians are still doing the same thing that Isaiah said he was sick of 2,500 years ago. So, obviously, we've had a lot of time to learn from history past. So those that are going to learn are going to learn. Those that aren't, I mean, who has an excuse? I mean, really, let's remove those excuses and see who really wants his kingdom to come, his will to be done on earth as it is in the throne of God. Who wants the throne of the living Father to rest in Minneapolis, to rest in Jerusalem, to rest in New York City, Miami, and Seattle, and Houston, Dallas, Philadelphia, and Chicago, and Amsterdam, and Paris, and London, and Tokyo? <laughs> Who wants the throne of God on earth? I do. I want heaven on earth because the systems of man don't help anybody. Like even the people that play by those rules, they have nothing in this world of happiness unless the rain of heaven comes upon their brains. Like they can't be happy with their Donzies and their peers and you know their ocean palaces and all of the material wealth of this world just kills their hearts and eats their hearts like rust if they don't have the glory of God, if they don't have the spirit of grace working life in their hearts and minds. All of it is just death, death upon more death. All it does is consume their time with worry and fear and clinging and retaining because that's there's nothing more than my money in this world and they're all scared of losing their money. But people are repenting. They're getting into the glory of God and they're getting over their fears of money and lack and poverty. All these fears will be under your feet as you simply, just like little children, drink the river of life without cost. I mean, truly, the best things in life are free. Free. <laughs> if you have to pay for it, that is certain evidence that it is not God. <laughs> Let me say that again. Anything you can buy with money is not God. Anything in the whole universe. The river of life cannot be bought and it cannot be sold. Even those who try to do it, it just falls right through their hands and leaves them. 
You gotta be in the Father's river and stay in the Father's river with arms wide open, hands up to heaven, hands off, not controlling it, not trying to figure it out, letting God be God and you be the daughter and you be the son and let Him father you and just give you those good juice boxes and those nice Rice Krispie treats. You don't even know what it is. It's like that mystery pack of chips that you get at Costco. They're all good, every single one of them. Cheetos, Doritos, Cool Ranch. Oh my goodness, don't get me started. Mm, salivating, because it's a feast. It's the feast of God the Father right now you're in it. And people are starting to figure out that God is always good to me. The Father always blesses me. The Father always heals me. He's only hurt my enemies. He's never hurt me. But I've been filled with so many enemies in my soul by believing Satan, the accuser of the brethren, and Abaddon, the angel of religion. Abaddon in Hebrew, the angel of all religions, the angel of death. You know, some people call him Lucifer. <laughs> the angel of death, the angel of religion. Some people believe that angel that fell from heaven and took one-third of the angels and their souls are full of all this stuff that is so much death. And so they think that death in their soul is God the Father being mean to them every day. And they got a, such a nasty view of God the Father because of religious ritual abuse. And it's everywhere in Christianity. I deal with it continuously by the thousands of souls. I've never seen a person not abused by the angel of religion in Hebrew named Abaddon. I have never seen a single person in this world not be abused by the angel of death. It is serious stuff. No doubt about it, it kills more people than any other thing in this world. It's called religion. It's called death. Same exact angel. So when you overcome death by being crucified in Christ, amen, buried in Christ, and it's a sweet burial too because everything of the curse of the fall gets buried. It's pain-free. It's just like, please, take away the sins of my world, Lord Jesus. That feels good. Give me some more of that. No wonder why the sinners and the tax collectors wanted to hang out around Jesus Christ the Messiah because there's so much of God the Father's river of life pouring out of Him that all of their sins were being cleansed off their hearts and their minds and their brains. All of their memories healed. Just be like, oh, start over. I made so many mistakes <laughs> hurting people, you know, hurting myself. You know, prostitutes hurt themselves and tax collectors hurt others. That's what it means. Those who hurt others and those who hurt themselves both need to be washed in the river of life because that's the dogs and the sorcerers of Babylon the Great. The dogs hurt themselves, the sorcerers hurt others, and that's 100% of everyone born of flesh worldwide. It's real stuff, guys. It's real. I deal with it every single day. There's no exception to it. It has touched everyone who's ever been born of flesh. It's called the curse of the fall. 
And the answer is the same for every single precious soul on earth. Drink the river of life. Drink the river of life. As much as you want every day, and let your cup overflow as much as it can every day. Hands off, brains off, just turn your brain off. It's not for your brain, it's for your spirit. Christianity is being born of the spirit. Religion is born of the flesh. One is cursed, one is blessed. Two trees in the garden, one is life, one is death. Only serve life. And life can only be drunk. <laughs> life is not to be figured out in the brain. Obviously, that doesn't do anything. We've been studying Christianity and theology and universities for hundreds and millennia. Multiple millennia. I mean, we've had Jewish <laughs> doctrines for 4,000 years. You know, they were the most educated people. You know, under Gamaliel, the greatest professor in the entire world. And the Greeks had some good ones too, no doubt about it. In Athens and Alexandria, Egypt, the library. There were some really highly educated people. But it didn't bring heaven to earth. I mean, it didn't do anything for your eternal life. <laughs> zero. The brain counts for zero. It's the flesh. That's why he died at the place of the skull in English. Aramaic, Golgotha. Golgotha just means the place of the brain. That's what they called the brain back then. The place of the skull. That's where he was crucified so that we'd be set free from our brains to live spiritually as spirit beings born of the spirit. And the Father is the Father of spirits and he raises our spirits up into full spiritual stature. So we can be exactly like Jesus Christ in every way. Hebrews chapter 1 says he's the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters that he's not ashamed of. Because they're exactly like him. Because they've been born of the Spirit. Jesus Christ was born of the Spirit, conceived of the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb. Have you been born of the Spirit? Of course you have. And if you haven't, just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Bam! Amen. Bam. <laughs> it's the power of God, the spirit of holiness. And be raised from the dead by believing in that name that is above every other name. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God that takes away all the sins of the world in 2017. That blood is just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago when it was spilt at Skull Hill. The wonder-working power of the blood that removes all the sin of religious death. I'm not even worried about the rebellion. Because when you deal with Abaddon, you deal with the head, the strong man of the kingdom of hell, Lucifer. And then that whole realm and the kingdom of hell is under your feet when you deal with religion. You've overcome the world. <laughs> and you live in the highway of holiness now. I do every day. I walk this walk every day for years. Resurrected from the dead. That's why I'm so consistent. That's why I have an anchor for my soul. Just boasting in Christ because it's legal. It's good. I mean, He raised me from the dead. I think I should talk about it to help my brothers and sisters in the world also be raised from the dead. It's the right thing to do. 
it would be absolutely murder to not be telling you this tonight. It'd be wrong, it'd be evil to keep this a secret. What I've gone through, what I've experienced, what I've learned by the spirit of holiness, following the spirit of truth for 18 years, the best I can every day, going from glory to glory with continuous signs, miracles, wonders, and healings every day. It's just new signs and wonders every day. And you know what? They've not even astonished me for many, many years because they're so constant. What astonishes me is these people entering the kingdom of heaven with their minds coming out of religion. That actually is the main thing that blesses me in my old age as a spirit. Yeah, who cares about the body? You know, it's about the age of the spirit. You could be wiser than Solomon at age 13 physically because you're in the new covenant. Age is only of the spirit. You're in a perfect covenant. You're in the eternal covenant. You're in heaven on earth covenant. You're in the king of heaven that lives outside the capsule of time and space. It's called Mount Zion, city of innumerable angels. Heaven. There's no time in heaven. It's eternity. That's why you have everlasting life. If you develop your heavenly nature, it comes through your body and you live in eternity on earth and that's why your bodies will never die. You baptize your flesh with your spirit and live forever. That's God's plan for every single one of your lives, to not die physically. If you don't have faith for it now, it's okay, just put it on the shelf and grow your faith like a mustard seed and it will grow up to be the largest of all the garden plants. Because that's the only thing the Holy Ghost has ever been trying to do with you people. To grow your spirit life so big that that's all you notice in your daily routines. You don't notice your flesh. You don't notice your face. You don't notice your money. You don't notice anything except your angelic life in Christ Jesus. Born again and raised of the Holy Spirit. Not just born of the Spirit and then going into our meatball brains and getting religious. Galatians 3.1, bewitchment, starting in the Spirit and then ending in the flesh. Ending in the flesh. That's why they all die immature Christians. You look at them, they're 75 years old and they only have fire insurance revelation. You know, I'm saved by grace. Yeah, it's wonderful. You should have learned everything about the throne of God for 55 years of Christianity. But you didn't. Because you didn't grow spiritually. You started in the spirit and then you ended in the brain. Galatians 3 and bewitchment is what keeps all the Christians worldwide immature babies in Christ sucking at the bottle. But by now, most of you should be teachers of the priesthood of Melchizedek with meat for the mature. <laughs> Understanding all the things of God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. You know, at least a lot better. Not all the things. I, don't, I know even the angels don't understand all the things. I mean, But God the Father shares with you all things, and so you can understand all things. You can actually grow in omniscience. Now, obviously, that's not possible in your brain, but good thing you're not a brain. You're a spirit that has a body. <laughs> and part of your body, which is your outer court, is your brain. <laughs> the brain has zero rewards. Everything you do in your life in your brain is dung. Zero. Has no eternal rewards. I tell you the truth. That's why Jesus Christ was crucified at the place of the brain. 
so you could begin doing eternal works of your spirit life. He says, the workers at the end of the age are angels. <gasps> Was he just talking about Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, Uriel, and the cherubim, and the seraphim, and the living creatures, and the ophanim? Or was he talking about the sons of God that are like the angels? In another place he says, in the resurrection, they're like the angels. It's a verse in the red letters. In the resurrection. And then Jesus says, I am the resurrection. So you could have actually been in the resurrection a million years ago. You could have been in the resurrection a thousand years ago. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ is the resurrection. You're not limited to the stardust of the natural universe. You're not limited to physics. You're not limited to science and natural laws. And the glory of God and the Spirit of God is infinite everything beyond imagination constantly by the dunamis power that works in your spirit. Ephesians 2.20, He's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you can expect to imagine by His dunamis power that works inside you. In other words, dunamis, resurrection is the word. The resurrection power. <laughs> this generation is the generation of the full resurrection power. The third day generation. The Bible says the day is as a thousand years. How many thousands of years has it been since Jesus? 2,000 years. So it's one day is 1,000 years, 0 to 1,000. The second day was 1,000 to 2,000. Now you're in 2017. You're in the third day. You're in the day of the resurrection. You're the resurrection generation, and it's sovereign of God the Father, and it's effortless. It's not for your brains. God's already been working in your spirits your whole life since you came into this world, born of your mothers. True story. Sovereignty. And you're about to see how great the King of Heaven is. God is a great King. Beyond imagination. And the book of Proverbs says, His heart is beyond searching out. You'll never, ever figure it out. But you can enjoy it. And you can be happy in the cup He provides for your salvation. In Jesus' name. If you need some foundational stuff, we have a school with 183 MP3s. Uh, free download. Everything we do is free. Freely I've received, freely I give it away. If you'd like to sacrifice a financial offering, you can do that. We run off of sacrifices just like every other priesthood of every other covenant. You can do that at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We also have an iTunes podcast if that's convenient for you. And I'm going to start doing a SoundCloud so you can download on SoundCloud and stream on SoundCloud. Check it out, redlettermen.com. Be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Glory. <laughs>